0: Welcome to Dan and Brandon's Facial Anomaly Zone. If you don't have an anomaly on your lip, then you, uh... (laughs) That hurt. I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Were you going to introduce your anomaly?
1: Yes. We probably should have done this last episode because everyone last week is probably wondering. Well, I assume everyone is constantly analyzing my face, but I, for several years, had a blood blister on Mm -hmm. my lip. I don't know if you even noticed it. It was not not super intrusive. It Uh just would occasionally swell up to the point where it was obnoxious. So after five or six years, I had it removed a few weekdays ago. Okay. And now instead of a little blood blister that no one can see, there's a giant scab that is obnoxious and painful and it'll go away soon. But that's why like, I'm drinking my drink with a straw, because my lip doesn't work.
0: Yeah. You came in and said, for dinner, I can chew, but not bite.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yep. And the thing is, my son's wedding reception is on Saturday. Mm. And so if this thing is not gone, I'm going to look like an idiot in all the photos, and I'm not looking forward to that.
0: You think if it's gone, you won't? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, that was pitched. It was pitched right across the plate. It was ah, a, I, I, that I, hurts almost as much as this lip. I, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Everyone was thinking it. Everyone was thinking it. It had to be said so it could be, you know, officially put down as yes. a joke that is. There just we go. Too harsh. Yeah, so. There was no way we
1: could mm-hmm. not give that joke to the world. Food but heist in a oh. different dimension. Oh. That joke wasn't made, mm-hmm. and then someone would come to us later and say, "Hey, guess what?
0: In my dimension, we." did make that joke. And it was hilarious. See, I don't know if we're going to use it at the beginning, but Dan was talking about (laughs) writing a story about, like we talked last week about yesterday, Mm -hmm. his version.
1: My version is, which we talked about last week, that I want to see the life of the person who discovers that in an alternate dimension, they were wildly successful and famous and, and did some massive artistic thing. And in this dimension, they were, you know, Probably still happy and had a normal life, but or they, not? They it's learn a story. If, it, it, if not, it depends,
0: right? I mean, that is one plot point of everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, but you could write an entire character study on somebody finding out. I guess this is an entire genre of movie, isn't it? The what if I had hit that baseball and mm-hmm. become famous? It's and it's the always terrible. doors thing. The mm-hmm. run, Lola, run, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's not always terrible. Run, Lola, Run was really good. Mm. No, um, no, The movie's not terrible. I mean, it turns out terribly oh. for the person, right? Like in Sliding Doors and what's the one where it's the baseball? He always wishes he'd hit the baseball in high school. and Instead, he missed it, struck out. So he gets the wish and he finds out his life would be awful because success it's is terrible. The,
1: it's a wonderful life thing, yes. right? Success is always terrible. Success ruins you. Uh, what's the Nicolas world? Cage had a movie like that where he was a weatherman. Mm. Did you see that one? He was I did a not. weatherman in Manhattan. Uh-huh. And then one day he woke up with a loving family and a wonderful I life, did see that. except he hated it because it was in New Jersey. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did. I
0: had forgotten that. So,
1: movie. what if we tell the story of J.R.R. Tolkien? Mm uh-huh. hmm from the alternate dimension where he never wrote The Lord of the Rings. And then it turns out someone comes to him and says, hey, guess what? You wrote this thing
0: in See, a different world. I, I don't know if it would work as well in I that don't case. think it would because Tolkien was so happy as a philologist. Mm-hmm. Right? Lord of the Rings is just this thing he did. Yeah. I think it would work better if you pick somebody that had a surprise hit that changed their life dramatically. It feels like Tolkien's life yeah. didn't change that well, much. And it's
1: and also because his massive celebrity came at the yeah. end of his life. Right. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to have Tolkien in 2022 yeah. saying, what is he, like 120, twenty yeah. You 130? know who you needed to have be, Kanye West. Kanye West, yeah. today, mm-hmm. working as a CPA, yep. finds out that in an alternate dimension he was the biggest rapper in the world. Yeah. hmm And then he goes around and he wants to visit all the people who in our mm-hmm. world are part of his life. Yes. And he's like, wait, I was married to her? In that other world?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, See? There you go. That would be fascinating. Maybe you could convince Kanye to, <laughs> to star. To star in that. In that version. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I
1: want to do? And no one in the world would watch this show except me. I want to do a show where it's hour-long dramas and every week it's a different person discovering that an alternate version of themselves is successful and famous and just showing different sides of that story.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone would watch (laughs) that. No, no one
1: would watch that. (laughs) Anyway. Maybe um, if you had Kung Fu. Maybe. Jackie Chan Mm -hmm. in an alternate world where you were not part of the
0: Peking Opera House. You know, Everything Everywhere All at Once was written for Jackie Chan. It was. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm glad they got the guy they got. He was really good. Well, it actually is, they ended up getting Michelle Yeoh. It was reversed. It was the... the Oh, it was going to be Jackie Chan as the main character, Mm -hmm. not as the husband? Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. Well, then I'm even more glad they got
1: Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Because she killed that role. She did. And I don't doubt Jackie could have done a very good job as well. I call him Jackie because we're such good friends. Yeah, you're such...
0: You you never can tell with you and your celebrity (laughs) friends. Do you want to hear a food heist? I want to hear a food heist. Okay, this one
1: I think is going to go down in history as arguably the least successful food heist that we have ever done. And heist is really being generous to these two guys. These are two guys in Merced County, California, Mm -hmm. who stole watermelons. Okay. They stole 57 watermelons in the back of a truck. And then... The owner called the cops and the cops showed up and said, sir, we got a report that there was a burglary at this house. And the guy said, yeah, those two guys, (laughs) like they were still driving away when the cops showed up. And so they were immediately caught. And there were 57 watermen. And the best part of this Mm -hmm. is that the article (laughs) has and i'll show this to you picture the two guys and all 57 watermelons <laughs> like like it's a drug bust like it's a drug bust like you like, show the crack you know uhhuh Exhibits I, I, watermelons i would have loved it even better if it was the cops posing dramatically oh, that's awesome. next to the pile of yeah. watermelons mm-hmm. but even so it's like in a spotlight yep like they're shining a sp- we'll, we'll make sure that we give adam a copy of this
0: photo Put in the liner notes yeah that's uh <laughs> You know, I do, I do love me some stupid criminals, you know, I do love those criminals that like we in fiction like to glorify the criminal because it sounds like a sexy job, Mm -hmm. but seems like most crime is committed by people who perhaps haven't thought it through. Yeah. And see, and that's why we love the heist story, right? Mm -hmm. Because they are
1: clever and classy criminals. Clever and classy. Yeah. Clever and classy. Whereas, you know, I think that you could do a heist story that's like the Coen Brothers version of a heist story where... They've done several of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The characters are goofy, desperate screw-ups just barely hanging on by the skin of their teeth, which I feel is these two guys, right? Mm -hmm. Like at some point, they had to sit down and say, well, we've reached the part of our lives where our only viable option
0: is to steal 57 watermelons. And that's gonna be our big break. Maybe you could write the story where 57 watermelons, you know, is actually oh. meaningful. Is Someone actually- steals them. Deeply and meaningful. then, yeah. And they and could then a... see the version <laughs> of their life where they didn't successfully <laughs> steal the watermelons. They,
1: <laughs> they learn about an alternate dimension yes. that has a watermelon-based magic system.
0: <laughs> or economy, you know? Where you yeah. can
1: spit watermelon seeds at people. With the speed and power of a bullet. Guns were never invented. Only
0: watermelons. <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. Have you read <laughs> that? Uh, no, you're s- regretting your choices now. <laughs> Have you seen that meme? Stealing stupid things made me think of this. Of Lex Luthor stealing the pies. Mm-mm. Oh, it's, a, it's an internet classic. It's been around for a long time. It's obviously, like, from some Let's Teach Kids you know, supplement thing. Mm -hmm. But they crop out the single panel and it shows Lex Luthor in his costume is like bright purple and green, like comic book costume, not as I'm a businessman. And Mm -hmm. he's running away, pulling a rope and it's got a big thing of pies. And it says (laughs) Lex Luthor stole 50 pies. That's five tens. That's a lot. And it's bad or something like that. And it is absolutely (laughs) hilarious. It's almost as fun as the Thanos copter a little shot of Thanos crunched Mm -hmm. up in his Thanos copter that says Thanos on it. That's great. The idea that, you know, Lex Luthor in in his spare time. Well, you know, you are teaching
1: math to children, Mm -hmm. and you've got to use the characters that they recognize. Yes. So somebody like, you know, Speedball, he'd absolutely steal 50 pies. He's got nothing better going on in his life. Mm -hmm. But you got to use Lex Luthor because people know who he is. Yeah, but could he not have stole 50 gold bars? He's Lex Luthor, right? Well, you're talking to kids, though, and you've got to give them some cultural resonance. They've never seen a gold bar. They have no personal experience with gold bars. If you want them to feel the real emotional impact of the theft, it has to be something that they want. So it's pies. They want
0: 50 pies? Yeah. Um, Lex Mm -hmm. Luthor stole all your Pokemon cards. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) See, that would have been better. He stole 50 original HoloFoyle Charizards. (laughs) That's that's five, that's five tens. tens, and that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Should we actually talk about smartphones this time? Adam is shaking his head to, at
1: us. He's uh, also regretting his decision. Yes. Yep. Okay.
0: What are we gonna say about smartphones? They're cool. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you were able to like look something up on a smartphone, like in public, not at home on Wi-Fi or something? You had like data. Data. Mm -hmm. Oh, man.
1: I got an iPad long before I got a smartphone, actually, okay, because we had the old little flip phones. They could Mm -hmm. text. I didn't get an actual smartphone until I lived in Germany, which would have been 2012. Dan, you Luddite.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I, on my first date with Emily, had just gotten my first smartphone with an actual data plan. Okay. I love so little sixteen. Like I mean, but, six? Yeah, 2006. 2005 is when the first date was, okay. end of it. But Holy I love yeah, pocket computers. Yeah. Like I had a Palm Pilot mm-hmm. and I had a BlackBerry as those things came into FAD. And this was the new BlackBerry that had a data plan with it. And I bought the data plan because I wanted to be able to Google stuff. And I remember going to dinner with Emily on this first date, you know, This was the blind date that Isaac sent me up on. Okay. Our mutual friend, Isaac, who is uh, our director and VP of creative development at my company. He set us up. We went to a little Italian place on Center Street that is now an Indian food restaurant owned by some friends of mine. So, but cool little restaurant. And someone was like, what's a leak again? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, a caper. What's a caper? A caper. Ooh, caper. Okay. I knew what a leak was. Everyone knows what a leak is, but a caper. See, What's the caper? If we'd have known again? you were going to tell the story, we could have had a great transition
1: from, from heists heist into to capers.
0: capers. Yes. Uh huh. No one's ever done a caper heist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> The universe is lacking. Man. There is okay. a better alternate reality than ours out there somewhere. Where one of us wrote a caper heist. Well, no, where it, even just a caper caper happened. A caper caper exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. If you wore a cape, <laughs> is that a caper caper caper? <laughs> Only if we posit
1: that people who wear capes are referred to as capers.
0: I can refer to them as one because I have a literary license. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like... Shakespeare got to make up all these words. And every time I do it, Peter's like, that's not a word, Brandon. I'm like, well, I want it to be one. He's like, it's not a word. It's not a word. Right? I mean, so what if momentous is a word and monumental is a word and monumentous isn't a word? Monumentous, monumentous, can't monumentous be a word? should be a word. And so I should be able to use it. <laughs> Peter doesn't that like implies it That implies that momental this. could also be a word. Yes, Peter doesn't like that. Okay. He is a descriptivist linguist, I should say. As language shifts, he's okay with it. He's not saying mm-hmm. you can't use a... He just doesn't want you to definitive. be the first one to say monumentous. He will pull up Google Trends, and he'll show me all the times that people misused it and say, look, they were trying to say this, and they misused it. Every time someone uses monumentous, they don't mean monumentous. They mean okay. either monumental or momentous. And I'm like, I mean a monumental moment. It's monumentous. And he's like, uh, Brandon... <laughs> It's monumentus. You have to go
1: full portmanteau of the two. Ah, uh, so, welcome to- a very to important thing, very important moment in time is a monumentus moment.
0: <laughs> welcome to Dan and Brandon's portmanteau corner yeah. where we just discuss all kinds of portmanteaus. Sorry,
1: back to smartphones. smartphones. Let me smartphones. tell you, because I, I mean, I had, like I said,
0: I had the iPad. I had a first generation yeah. iPad. So okay. whenever those came out- You know what? Like eight or nine. My mom has one still- battery lasts three days. Yeah. Well, I have an iPad Uh 2 at this point, Mm -hmm. and
1: the battery lasts about two hours Mm. of actual use. It's garbage, and I need to replace it very soon. But the moment that really hit me with the phone thing, Uh because I'd had data plan on the tablet for a while, but that's not as much of a a look-this-up-in-the-middle-of-a-conversation kind of a thing, the way a phone is. The moment that hit me like, holy crap, I'm living in the future, was when I got on Twitter at your suggestion. And I'm like, who should I follow? And I don't know if this was right in 2012 or if this Mm -hmm. was later, but the Curiosity rover. And I realized there is a robot on Mars who sends messages to a supercomputer in my pocket. And that for me was like,
0: holy cow. Have you ever been disappointed that we don't wear them on our arms like science fiction movies always had people do? <laughs> right? They're like, boop, 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 boop. Well, I mean, not disappointed enough to
1: get a smartwatch. Yeah.
0: Well, the smartwatches don't even really count because they're like arms. Wrist yeah. is... You need the, do the full the thing f- that looks like keyboard. the Nintendo
1: Power Glove. Yes. Like, yeah, because you see those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they sell those for joggers, a little mm-hmm. strap to put your thing well, on, yeah. uh, usually it's upper arm, but you could, but do you could use it and put it on your lower arm and then just pretend like you live in the 1980s version of the future. Man, we would look even more dweeby than we do if we did that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of looking dweeby, do you remember when Google Glass launched and oh, they're man. like, hey, everybody, give us your best pitch of what you would do if you had Google Glass and then we're going to, we're going to let you buy one. And I thought it was like, we're going to send you one. And I sent him, like, I'm going to write a whole book wearing Google Glass. And, like, I won. And uh-huh. I'm like, okay, you get to buy one. It costs $4,000
0: or whatever it was. I'm like, uh, uh, never mind. I am really sad that it didn't take off, that it hasn't taken off yet. I'm mm. really sad that the privacy issues, which are real mm-hmm. and things like that, prevent it because I am not good. How shall I say it? I was going to say I'm not good with names. Okay. However, I think that is a thing that we say to excuse, to excuse, right? Yeah. I don't put the effort into remembering names that my wife does. She's not good with names. She works to be good with names, right? Mm-hmm. Which is how I try to say it. She puts the mental effort into remembering people's names. I would love to have a Google Glass. So if I go to a book signing and there's that person that walks up, and it happens like these days, like every 10th oh. person, it's all like, all the right. Time. Is this one of my former students? Someone I went to college with? Someone that I've just seen at a couple of signings before? Or is this a fellow author? I would like the Google Glass to say, "Student, 2013, you wrote this about their story. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting, you know, to get published. Ask them about how they're publishing. Like, I would just love the note that yeah. I wrote to just future brand. Just the personal branding. assistant. Yes.
1: And I didn't know this was a thing until I saw The Devil Wears Prada, mm. and Anne Hathaway does this for. Meryl Streep at the yeah. big fancy party, and is constantly leaning over, like, okay, this person is blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what I want. Oh man, I really that would be the yeah. best thing. And be signings so is the worst for it because mm-hmm. people always come up and they act like they know you, right? With the implicit attitude that you should remember who they are, and I always feel genuinely terrible. Mm-hmm. And I
0: shouldn't because there's no way I can remember everybody but I always do. But a lot of them are students and stuff that with some context I'll pick out. Okay, Mm -hmm. this was your story or things like that. I would just love to be able to have the Google prompt me on that. I feel like this is one thing that the future has let me down on. But I understand also that having something that can tell you the personal information of everyone you look at Is is ultimately a a very problematic thing. Yes. I wish we could work that out in some way that it's like, if you're the type of person that's fine having a public Facebook profile, then it can find who you are and whatever information you don't want. But regardless, what is the best phone you've ever had? The best phone? Yeah. What's your favorite?
1: I am deeply inside the walled garden of Apple products. Uh, oh, at least in terms of mobile yeah. devices. I do not use hmm. Apple computers. Okay, I used them for years at work because I worked in creative departments. And that yep. means I have to be on a Mac to mm-hmm. interface with all the designers. I don't like them. But I do love the mobile devices. And so I basically just had various iterations of iPhones. And so I don't have a good answer to your question. Whatever okay. the most recent one is, this one that you can't tell because... All iPhones look like rectangles.
0: Okay. I have never had an iPhone. Okay. Always Android? Always. Well, I had a BlackBerry phone, and then I... Think I've quickly moved to Android. There was a switch in there, but I was BlackBerry for a little while when they were trying to make phones. I had a BlackBerry mm-hmm. Pearl. I think that was my first oh, internet phone. Was you that and was like the Pearl? Ten other people. Yeah, that no. I think the Pearl was a successful. Was one. the I think Pearl was the big one? one after it that was? Oh, in that I can't remember. Right. Yeah, it didn't have a touch screen. It had the little knob that you could mm-hmm. navigate with, but it did have internet, and I could look up what a caper was. And up until recently. My two favorite phones were the one I got a few years after that had the keyboard that comes out the bottom. Okay. Right? It was one of these ones you go like this and then keyboard with it. Mm-hmm. I really like a physical keyboard. I am so much faster at typing if I have a physical keyboard, really? uh, even with my thumbs. And Is that I, because of the placement of it
1: physically or is it like the tactile nature? It's the tactile
0: nature. Being able to touch type, without having to look at things is very handy for me mm-hmm. as a writer. Okay. And uh, you know, there's a ridge on the the two letters at the center, whichever they are, like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever those letters are that yeah. my fingers would know which on a ones they are. keyboard. That we all, we all that know. We all know, but brr, we it got muffled and you can't hear it. Yeah, we uh, totally said we what we those said letters it. were. <laughs> but But man, we got to work on the sound quality of this, Taylor. Oh wait, I guess it's Dan the Audio Man yeah, that I should I should be. Yeah. threw the yeah. staff under the yeah. bus on that one. But um, for those who don't know, we are mixed by Daniel Thompson, mm-hmm. Dan the Audio Man. Audio man well, who's sitting yes. right there. Mhm. And video by, by Taylor. Taylor, who's right there. Yes. And whatever Adam does, by Adam. <laughs> Adam is
1: the one who tells us actors and directors that we can't remember.
0: Yes, that is true. But regardless, I liked The physical keyboard. After that, number two would have been my seven-inch phablet. Oh, you had a phablet. I had a phablet because I don't call people that often, but I'm always on my phone. Mm -hmm. And so I actually carried in my pocket a phablet that was enormous, like comically large, right? (laughs) Like you pull it out and you're like, hello? And it's like holding a book to your head, that Mm -hmm. size of thing. But- I really liked it. And I did many a call on that. But then, strangely, they just didn't release any more of those. That line. Every tablet yeah, line closed died. Because people don't like looking stupid holding up.
1: Everyone a phone I know who owned one mm-hmm. talked about how they were the best things. Mm-hmm. And why do we need our phones to be so small? And look how much better this is. Yeah. And then, like a year later, nobody had one anymore. Yep. But
0: now. Now I have my new favorite phone, which is better than both of those. Okay. Is this the little foldy it's one? It's my foldy phone. I have it right here for those who are watching. I want everyone to buy one because I want these to not go away like all of my other favorite phones. So, the, so
1: what makes it so great? Okay, but why is that? What, what makes that okay, great what is my great? Okay, what makes this great? Why Why, is, why, why is
0: this great? All right. You want to just answer something quick. You go and it's got like the screen here and you can mm-hmm. just do the normal phone things, right? Okay. You want to play a video game? You have a gaming tablet, just the perfect size because a seven inch is actually a little too big to put both thumbs into the center and control. An actual iPad's actually just kind of awkward for gaming a lot of times. You can't reach the full keyboard, Mm -hmm. but this size is actually perfect. You can see if you're watching the video, my thumbs can get everywhere on the bottom half of the screen that I want to get to, right? You want to show people Concept art, or a cover art, or something like this, or so whatever is you want to show people. It's my kids. It'd be a meme, right? I mm-hmm. want to show people a meme. Showing people a meme on this, it'll shrink it to the top of the thing. You can't really do it, but you pull this out. And you're like, here's the new cover, and you can pass it around. It is so handy. And okay, whoop! Look at like this cool stuff you can do. You can be <laughs> like, mm, look how cultured I am, reading an actual ebook that looks in the shape of a book right? You can set it up like this and put the video to just be on the top. So it's doing like, a I mean, okay. they're, yeah, I just love it. And- That's pretty cool. Almost three years and no creases down the center. So. I do have to say
1: that at some point you passed me that phone and I opened it up and was shocked to see
0: how smooth the fold was. Yep. So. You can tell it from an angle. If you look at it like this, you're like, oh, there's a, there's a bevel there mm-hmm. uh, or a dimple or whatever. But if you look at it straight on, you're watching a video or something, it just vanishes. Mm-hmm. So I am an advocate. I don't necessarily care for Samsung that much as a corporation. They're one of the three corporations that owns a third of Korea. They don't have quite the antitrust regulation in Korea that Mm -hmm. we have here. And so if you... Well, ours barely functions anyway, so... So if you you go to Korea, you will live in Samsung housing, wearing Samsung clothes, eating Samsung food with your Samsung appliances. Same with Hyundai. Okay. And LG is the third one. People think it's Daewoo, but Daewoo is like, a a, I think, a distant fourth. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. It could have changed over the years. But regardless, like... I'm not like a shill for Samsung or anything like that, but this phone is amazing. That phone. And it weighs as much as a brick. So be forewarned. (laughs) That's a deal breaker for a lot of people. You've also got like a money clip on the back? I got my money clip on the back. Yeah. Yeah. If you take all of that off, it takes off quite a bit of the weight. You know,
1: that's one thing that I'm always sad about is when I buy a new phone, Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen often. Yep. But when I buy a new phone, It's so light. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is so small and it's so lightweight and it's so cool. And then you have to put this big case on it. And this isn't even an especially large case. It like doubles the weight Mm -hmm. of the phone and it makes it so much bigger. And then you have to put a fake screen
0: on the top so it doesn't get scratched. Yep. it's always sad to me. It is. I agree. But I love my brick of a phone that doubles as a really nice, I mean, so much easier to read most web pages Mm. when it's flipped open and things like you know, that.
1: You the, the worse my eyes get, mm-hmm. the more I curse this tiny little thing. Mm. And so, yeah, I might have to go for something larger at some point. Let me ask this. Yep. How strict are you about all of the data mining stuff on your phone? Uh, Do you, yeah. Are you the kind like me who goes through and turns off every single thing, opts out of everything you can possibly
0: opt out of? No? No. I opt out whenever the option presents itself and I think of it. But you don't seek it out. But I don't seek it out. So, okay. I mean, I I figure that ship has sailed for me as a public figure mm-hmm. with the notoriety that I have. I don't really filter. I mean, I do. I try not to say, you know, mean things and stuff, but I am very open with my life. Yeah. And Anyone so, who wants to find out where you live can find out where you they live. They can find out where I live. Regardless it's hard. of the I mean, settings on they, your phone. They can find that for any celebrity. But yeah. yeah, the settings on my phone, it's like, yes, Google knows to send me this ad instead of that ad. And they might be selling my stuff and things. But what I'm worried about is the fact that if I kill a character that people are mad about, that there might be a very small segment of the population that decides to exact some sort of revenge upon me. And I'm not as worried about all the data stuff as that. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I am incredibly
1: strict about all that kind of stuff. mm mm-hmm. I know that anyone who wants to find me can find me. Yeah, I don't do it so much to hide myself and my data as I do to screw with big corporations. Mm-hmm. One thing I decided to start doing about a year and a half ago is I block every promoted ad on Twitter across the board, regardless of who it is, because I'm like, Twitter doesn't have any information on me. I've opted out of everything they can opt out of. And so they are giving me ads based on, you know, who I follow and and things like that. The bare bones stuff that they know about me. So I decided I'm just going to block every single ad because it was always sending me ads for stuff that they thought that I would like. And now at this point I have, and I don't block people on like ideological grounds. Okay. I block people purely because I got a promoted ad from them. I'm almost at 10,000 after a year and a half of doing this. And I get the weirdest ads and it cracks me up. And it's so funny to me that I will get like, you know, promotional ads from the sewer and water department of some Midwest town that I've never visited. Like, that is the kind of promoted
0: tweet that I get. That sounds fun. (laughs) But at the same time, I understand being annoyed by ads, Mm -hmm. right? I think that ads can be very obtrusive and annoying. Mm -hmm. At the same time, how is Twitter supposed to survive, right? Like-
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah. I am rarely on Twitter at all these days. Mm-hmm. I don't consider it a useful tool for me
0: for what I'm doing. I think the Twitter yeah. experiment has proven to be unsuccessful yeah. How about that. That social media with too much short form, no context, and very bad discussion methodology, right? You can't go look at a thread and see the mm-hmm. nuance that people are adding to it is just Proven to be the worst way to yeah. do any sort of social media interaction.
1: Well, and it's, you know, back eight years ago, mm-hmm. Twitter was conversational. Yeah. And today it is almost entirely promotional. It's kind of one-sided. I don't yeah. see a lot of conversations going on. It's Maybe you've blocked all of them. It's people shouting at each other. It might just be because I've blocked all of them. Yeah. But, you've probably blocked me. No, I haven't blocked you. Uh-huh. Because we've done, maybe I have done promoted ads on Twitter, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't follow you on Twitter. No, no. I don't follow my own brother on yeah. Twitter. I follow that's like 40. That's it. I'm 40 unfollowing or, you right now. Aha. You. Everyone feel free to. I follow 40 or 50 people. Mm-hmm. And mostly they are science websites that send out funny, weird articles. Mm-hmm. Or they are comedians who will say funny things. And that's pretty much Your brother is all funny. All I do. Yeah. <laughs> But most of what he tweets is not funny. Okay, that's true. But, like, the interaction stuff, Mm -hmm. I have curated groups on Slack that that's where I get my interaction. Okay. And Twitter is just for, I thought of a funny joke. I will say that, and I will not pay attention to what people think
0: about it. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that, though. It brings me into this, like, I like that we have so much more control over ads Mm -hmm. nowadays, right? And I don't see a lot of ads. I am generally, the things that I use a lot, I pay for the ad-free experience. But at the same time, like, it is so annoying that they try to get ads, whatever what they can, onto your home screen and things like that. Does mm-hmm. Apple do that? Apple
1: doesn't really do that. Mm -hmm. The place that that's really becoming Mm -hmm. problematic, in my opinion, is smart TVs. Yeah, yeah. It's awful on smart TVs. It is getting so hard to find a TV or a program that doesn't just pop up ads, sometimes in the middle of a show you're trying to watch. And it's just kind of par for the course right now.
0: I mean, there was an article the other day talking about this might be fear-mongering. This was not primary sources. Don't quote me mm-hmm. too much on this. But okay. the Roku had signed a deal with Walmart to serve ads for mm-hmm. Walmart stuff. And there's that's, a lot That's of a real thing. I don't know how theorizing. obtrusive yeah. those ads are going to be, mm-hmm. but
1: that deal does exist.
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't want to see any ads on my home screen. I don't want to see anything on my home screen other than the time mm-hmm. and maybe the weather, right? And so, Yeah. I guess my lock screen is what I should be saying, not my home screen. But at the same time, I empathize with the fact that how do you make money when you have a huge user base? Like it's the Reddit problem, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody likes Reddit. The ads were very, very intrusive. They didn't exist for a long time. And then they were very unintrusive. And then now they're every third or fourth thing as you scroll through is an ad. And they're like, well, we got to make money. And you're like, yeah, you're right.
1: You do. I definitely
0: try to subscribe to
1: the services that I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I have four or five streaming services and I'm more than happy to pay for them mm-hmm. in order to get an ad-free experience. Hulu drives me crazy because I pay for it and they still show me ads. Yeah.
0: and Granted, we did that with cable forever and so that's probably why they're yeah. thinking we will do it. But, what, yeah. I mean, it would take me a very short amount of time to start ditching because I don't do Hulu for that Reason mm-hmm. if they start Hulu
1: also has the worst UI of any streaming service I've encountered.
0: Very nice people though behind the scenes. That's good to know. That I, I actually, actually love their
1: shows. Hulu mm-hmm. has Reservation Dogs, which is my favorite show on television.
0: They have a new one that I thought, oh, that's Hulu. I can't remember what it was, but it was an adaptation. i had been surprised mm-hmm. hadn't been made before, and now I, I can't remember yeah. what it was. Well, but
1: no, I actually really like Hulu shows a lot, which is why I have them. I just complain about their services sometimes.
0: But yes, so
1: I. I am sympathetic to somebody like Twitter who's like, well, we got to make money somehow, Mm -hmm. which is why I do try to pay for the stuff that I like and pay Uh for the stuff that I use. I am definitely a person who would prefer to subscribe to something than to get it ad free, but that's not always tenable, right? I feel like news outlets, for example. Yeah. If I pay for, say, the New York Times, then I can get all the New York Times stuff for free. Which means that I'm only really ever getting one opinion on the news, which seems harmful ultimately if we start siloing our news that way. And so news sites yeah, kind of have to be ad supported so that they're available to everybody.
0: But they have the worst ads. But like, they, yeah, they're just a mess. Like I actually have an ad blocker that I turn off for m- most things, mm-hmm. but I leave on for those atrocious local news websites
1: that have more ads than article and you Mm -hmm. get one paragraph and then a big ad for something else and then another paragraph. Yeah. Those can be obnoxious. What are your thoughts on the location-based data mining? Like, for example, a week or two ago when Amazon bought Mm -hmm. Roomba, everyone immediately said, oh, this is just the evil bad guys at Amazon trying to map your house. Like... Maybe it is.
0: Maybe it is. Is I don't know. Is that actually a problem? I don't don't worry about it. Maybe I'm just (laughs) like, I'm sure that there are good reasons to care about it. There are so many things to care about that I'm like, uh, evil corporations are going to evil. Right? I'm going to care about the fact that Amazon has a monopsony, is dangerously close to stifling the market in extremely bad ways Mm -hmm. for creativity and art. I'm going to worry less about the fact that Amazon knows my address and what I order from them because yeah. I kind of opt into that, right? Mm-hmm. By buying stuff from them. So yeah, like yeah. I can see there.
1: there's definitely been some location mining that's mm-hmm. proven problematic. Like when Fitbit released all their data and yeah. uncovered some hidden military bases, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, knowing which room in my house is a bathroom is not necessarily a problem.
0: Uh, Ah, there's your challenge. Writing prompt where that becomes the dystopian black mirror thing that is awful. Well, I mean, if someone were
1: planning a heist and Mm -hmm. needed to get like, you know, they always buy the blueprints and they pass a couple of bucks to the guy at the library. Not every building has Mm -hmm. plans available like that. But if there's Roomba data that Amazon is collecting of the layout of your house, then yes, someone could plot a heist. But if someone wants to steal something from me, they don't need to plot an elaborate heist, right? They could steal your capers
0: very easily. (laughs) Do you even have any capers? I actually do have capers capers. in my fridge. Nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's uh, that's that's that's... no that that is
1: not a challenge to the audience. (laughs) First person to show up with my capers, I don't know, gets barred from
0: ever listening to our show. So. Ben, I know you listen. You need to come up with dance capers.
1: Nobody else, though.